How you guys doing? I'm so excited to be back with you for another episode of the Uproar Leadership Podcast. I just so believe that leadership makes or breaks everything that we're doing in this next generation. And I want to see you win. I want to see your students win. But most importantly, we're all here because we want to see the kingdom of God increase, grow, and we want to cause an uproar in this generation. Today, we're going to be talking about how to disciple people in worship. And I think that this is such an interesting topic because we think worship, we hear that and we're like, oh my goodness, yes, please, my kids never worship on Wednesdays or Thursdays or Sundays. And like, that's like just a small piece of what worship truly is. So we're going to get right into it today. And I want to encourage you to take notes. Also, if you listen to this consistently, I want to say thank you. And if you could leave a rating for this, it would help it so much so that other people could be trained in these practical steps in discipling others and making an impact. But sadly, I think a lot of people actually uh, miss it when they worship because they might worship in a service, but they don't ever worship as a lifestyle. They're really good at lifting their hands, but they're not good at living as a lifestyle of worship on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And this is really one of the things that's going to be so important in teaching this next generation is that a part of who we are is living as a sacrifice to the Lord. Like your life as a leader, my life as a leader it is to be given to the Lord as a living sacrifice, is to surrender every day, every minute, everything to the Lord. And when we're doing this, when we're taking this step, it's such an important piece to make sure that we're teaching our students that your life is worship to the Lord. Your life is a sacrifice to the Lord, not just your hands and your mouth on a Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Have you ever noticed maybe even in your own life, I've seen it in my life where it's easy to get into routine and you're like, well, God, why, why is nothing happening? And God, why is no one being changed? God, why, why am I missing this? Why do I feel like everybody around me is getting blessed, but I'm not? And I think the reality comes back to is when we only lift our hands, but we don't give our life, it's almost in sense like a fake style of worship because it, I mean, it would be like, it would be like this. It would be like, you're really good at talking up your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband and your wife when you're with them like oh I love you so much you're so awesome you're so amazing I love you girl you're the best but then like the rest of the week when you're not with them you don't even think about them you don't do anything for them you don't work hard for them so you can get a raise so you can better support them you don't have um, them in your mind you're like low-key like flirting in other areas like bro that's fake ain't no 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 one's gonna accept that and it's the same thing oftentimes i think our worship on on our our services and our greetings that it looks like that we have a lot of people who were really good at saying the things they should say when they're with other christians or with the lord but on their own they don't actually live it and I want to encourage you in this we need to teach this next generation that that our worship is uh, from Psalm 57. I'm going to read this real quick for you. I bookmarked it. This is crazy. This is King David. He said this. He said, my heart is steadfast. So he's like, God, my heart is locked in on you. Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. He's saying, look, I'm going to give you worship. But then he says this really interesting thing. He says, awake my glory. What? My glory, David, what are you talking about? Bro, your glory. And this is like, 
really interesting because when you pull back what this word is, it's, um, I might mess it up. Forgive me. It's kabod, K-A-B-O-D. And this word, you peel it back, it means weight. It means talent. It, and this is so, such a cool thing. What David is saying is, is I'm going to give you worship. I'm going to give you praise, but I'm also going to give you my, my weight. I'm also going to give you my talent. You think about David's life. He's given him his talent as a shepherd. He's given him his talent as a worshiper for a guy trying to kill him. He's given his talent as a military leader, as a king, as a worshiper, as a priest. You go through David's life and he's literally giving it all to the Lord. He said, I'm giving you the glory. I'm giving you the weight, the talents that you gave me. I'm intentionally offering them as worship to you. And I think a lot of people go through life and they don't ever look at life through this lens of God. I'm going to glorify you in my thoughts and my words and my actions with my talents. And this is what, when people are like, worship is a lifestyle. It's like, bro, but what does that mean? This is what it means. It means today as an act of offering in worship of my life, God, the talents you gave me, the weight you gave me, the, the things that you gave me that I'm good at or that I have like a hyper focus on, I'm giving them to you. This is awesome. You know, like how dialed in are you? This is a question, bro. Like for real, how dialed in are you to giving him your weight, to giving him your talents, your daily intents? And in terms of teaching this to the next generation, you know, there's kids that are talented as leaders. They're weighted as leaders. They're weighted as, as worshipers. They're weighted as, as uh, preachers. They're weighted as entrepreneurs. They're weighted as parents. They're weighted as doctors and talented with these things. And we need to teach them that like whatever God has given you, it's now your responsibility to give back to him. And that is an act of worship. And when we can teach this as an act of worship, then we're actually teaching this generation to worship. That way, when we come together for our services, they're not just giving them lip service. They're actually giving them from their place of talent. They, they showed their heart all week. They showed their heart when they were surrendering these things to the Lord. And this is why, you know, I think scripture talks about, and as I already alluded to, as a living sacrifice. No, I, my life is a living sacrifice. Your life needs to be a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And when we can actually get people to ascribe to this, you know what worship looks like? It's easy because they already gave it all to the Lord. Their hands were lifted in sense all week by surrendering those things to the Lord. Now we come together and they're doing the same thing David said. He said, my heart's steadfast. I will sing and make melody. You know what it looks like in a worship service when you sing and make a melody, but your life also reflects it outside of it? It's the same thing with any relationship. I already talked about husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends. You know, if you're cheating on them all week, and then when you're with them, you're giving them praise, but you didn't actually give them your heart, your weight, your focus, your intention, it's fake. It doesn't go anywhere. And, uh, might be like cool at first, but eventually it's like, bro, I'm just, I'm good. I'm done with it. This is the same thing with the Lord. You know, like all week, God, I gave you my life as worship. I gave my life as worship. Now I'm here and I'm singing your praises. Everything changes. I love this. I think this is such a powerful situation, you know, and it's alluded to all throughout. And this next level of worship that we'll talk about is, is Yod, which is to raise your hands. How cool is it when we have surrendered our hearts and we've raised our hands and worship service? I want you to think about it like this. When we're singing together, when we are worshiping or even on our own, it's ministry to the Lord. 
what I think is so sad is most of the time, the last person to get ministered to on a Sunday or a youth service is the Lord. But here's what I'm finding. Read through scripture, read through first Chronicles 16 and 17. And look what happens when ministry is done to the Lord. Ministry is always reciprocated to the people. And we got to teach people. It's not about, is this your favorite song? Is this? No, no. Are you giving ministry to the Lord with your heart and your mouth? We know that worship must be in spirit and in truth. And I think that this is such an important thing because like we keep this fire burning. We keep these things burning by giving him our daily kabod, our, our weight, our glory. But now we also, with our lips, with our hearts, when we're all together, we're, we're ministering to the Lord. And here's what I, 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 we need this generation to know. The Lord wants our hearts every day with our actions, our intents, and our thoughts, our talents, not just when we meet together to worship with a band or when we're alone with a band. And, and we now need to figure out like, well, how do, how do I teach this? I think the most important way to teach anything is first by modeling it. If you're only trying to lead people from a pulpit, you've missed it. You know, on a, on a, a youth service, are you modeling what worship should look like? Are you ministering to the Lord? Are you giving him the praise that he deserves? Are you doing this? You know, in your daily personal life, if you are not modeling this, no one's going to replicate it. Like if you want people to worship, you better worship. Youth pastor, you better be at the front. Small group leader, you need to be there leading people in worship, showing them how it should be done. Same with the life. Next thing we need to teach. You know, if people never know how to worship, they're not going to know. They don't even know what worship is. Why would they? You know, it's mad weird for someone to come in as unsaved, unchurched, unknowing what's happening. And all these people are singing songs. Like I could see why worship would be boring to an unsaved or newly saved person. if They don't realize what we're doing. But once you realize what you're doing, I'm, you're ministering to the Lord. You're telling them how much you love them. You're, you're, you're telling them how great he is, how big he is, how powerful he is. And because of how you lived all week and these two things combining, there will always be ministry back. You start teaching kids this, this, and everything changes. You model it, you teach it, then encourage it. Man, in, in worship service, I hate when worship leaders are worship singers. There's a big difference. Look, teach your worship leader to not just sing songs, but to lead people into worship. We don't need a 30-minute sermon from the worship leader, but encourage them. Everybody, we're going to lift our hands right now. Why? Because we're going to surrender to the Lord. The Lord says that when we when we surrender, to lift our hands without wrath or malice. What does that mean? To lift our hands with joy so we can praise and honor God. When we start to teach kids these things, when we start to let them know, hey, worship is from your heart. We're not just singing these things to say these things. We're singing them because we love the Lord. If he's done anything for you, he deserves these words from your heart right now. I want you to go ahead and push in. I want you to go ahead and give him everything that he's worthy of. I think this is so important. I think if we're going to teach this, we should give people opportunity, you know, have a little worship service at your house or, Hey guys, we're going to do worship tonight or uh, bring them over. and be like, Hey, I want to just teach you guys what personal worship looks like, run them through some of this stuff and then do it at the house. And be like, and, and now Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, su- before bed in the morning, do this same thing, teach them, give them opportunity. And I think that this is so important too, is we got to remind people, you know, like how many sermons have we preached, but then we never reminded anybody of it. How many things have we taught, but we never reminded anybody of it. We're covering these things. We've covered the Bible, 
uh, prayer, generosity, gratitude, worship. If we can build a true foundation of these simple things, what we're actually going to find is that people are reminded and they have a Christian lifestyle to live, not just entertainment every week. So I want to encourage you, man, model it, teach it, encourage it, give opportunity for it, remind it. But our lives throughout the week are worship by giving him back our talents, our gifts, our focus, our intent. And when we meet together, our worship is ministry to the Lord. When we start to teach this thing. I'm telling you what, worship services are going to go through the roof. Encounters with God are going to go to the next level. And everything starts to look different because God is being glorified. God's being magnified. And he is getting the worship, the ministry he actually deserves and he alone deserves. Um, and I think if we can start to do this, you'll see a massive change. You'll see a massive shift. I would also say that worship is a good spiritual barometer in a group setting to how far people are along or what people are doing in their week with the Lord. If, if your whole youth ministry hates worship, it probably shows you they're not very close with the Lord. And uh, it's a good moment opportunity to start teaching them these things. That way, there's greater intimacy and knowledge of the Lord. And uh, hey, I hope this one helps. I really, really believe that it, it will. And if you have any feedback, you have any comments, I would love to hear it. If you have any questions in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start jumping over, answering some questions, but we would love to see your leadership go to the next level. Everything rises and falls on the leader. And we want to see you be able to do better with practical, real steps. So if you have any questions, you can go ahead and message me. You can message the conference page, or you can text us Q and a Quanda Q and a Q a N D a one word to eight, three, three. 7112121 and we'll prayerfully hopefully get to feature your question on the podcast and uh see you win in your leadership as well. Have a great day guys.